You're listening to the Filthy Fantasy Football Show. everybody welcome into another exciting episode of the filthy fantasy football show a safe space for you foul mouth fantasy players out there as always it's your boys king josh josh the king big row the fantasy fish what the fuck's going on y'all how's it going my back hurts like i'm just stiff just old man getting old old Uh like we're not old in life but we'd be old nfl players if we were to play in the nfl right now but We'd be retired, probably. Yeah. Yeah, definitely definitely don't have that Tom Brady aspect to my health. It's the spies. <laughs> the plant man. He knows. <laughs> but, all right, well, we got a fun show planned for all you fine folks out there in podcast world. Got your news and noise from around the league. We're going to break down your Thursday night and your NFC matchups hopefully your waiver wires went well you got Devonte booker you got daryl williams damian williams well both williams you know when they were on the chiefs together i would get those two fucking guys confused all the goddamn time yeah because you're both d yeah. williams you're both running backs they should make them like put their first names on their jerseys in that case yeah it's too much too much to <laughs> like this for. is daryl and this is damian yeah but and then uh, yeah, and we're also approaching episode sixty nine as Fish informed us. So very nice. We're getting there. Nice. Yeah, coming along. All right. So first off, the Chiefs have looked into Marlon Mack. So, you know, I was gonna say that could be like a preemptive ad if you have a bench spot. Like if you can fit Marlon Mack on your bench, he might be worth adding to your bench, especially as. Injuries continue to pile on. He could end up in a very favorable position. Eagles have placed tight end Dallas Goddard on the COVID herpes list. I I tried to look to see if he tested today because they do play tomorrow night. So if he tested negative today and tests negative tomorrow, he could play. It is a home game. So, I mean, you we would have more information had it would have been an away game because then you would just see if he traveled or not. But... So just make sure you keep an eye on that. If not, Zach Ertz to the moon. Running back Clyde Edwards-Alaire has been placed on injured reserve. So that, to me, actually, I think that's good news. Because that means you at least know he's going to be out. And it gives him at least three weeks to sit and get right. I see you shaking your head in agreement, Rome. I sure do. I, I hate it when they just sort of let him languish and let you fucking stress over it for a couple of weeks when they might play, you read all about their practice schedule. They fucking were on the sidelines today. Oh, oh hooray. And then they don't practice the next day. And you're just like, well, fuck this. I hate this shit. No. Uh, Bruce Arian says that Gronk's going to be a game time decision. I haven't looked, seen if there's been any updates, if he traveled with the team or not. He has been very encouraged by the progress that Rob has made, but this seems to me to be another one of those injuries where they should just put him on the IR I don't think he's going to play tomorrow. I really don't. I mean, he had like three broken ribs. Oh, I just got a note from Director Ross. Gronk is out, so never mind. I take that back. You're right, though. He should have been on the IR. This is his second week miss. Yeah. Uh-huh. Maybe he can come back next week, but like, why not just give him the third week? 
have him back healthy. Yeah, shit's exactly. dumb. Prime example. Yeah. Uh, Broncos are signing veteran wide receiver John Brown to the practice squad. Oh, Ross just said this is actually his third week out. So if he, they would have just put him on the IR three weeks ago, then we wouldn't be having this discussion. Yeah, and if I could count to three, <laughs> that would help too. Math is hard. Math is very Math hard. Math is so it hard. Is. But uh, John Brown to the Denver Broncos. So, you know, it would be good to get a player that can take the top off of defense. Cardinals plays tight end Max Williams on IR. Uh, Kadarius Tony did practice today, so that's good news for the Giants, as well as uh, Slayton and Sterling Shepard. So I think Joe Judge said that Daniel Jones is on track to play. Or I'm sorry, he's on track, but he hasn't practiced yet with that nasty. Uh... Man, that was actually one of the worst concussions I've ever seen with it, when he got walked around like all baby deer-legged out on the field. But the hit, well, I don't know. I guess it was the back of the head, right? Well, I mean, it just everyone, didn't look like that devastating of a hit. Yeah, but there's those times where, you know, it looks like it's going to be some massive car crash of a hit. And then the guy gets up like it's nothing. Then there's times where this Daniel Jones one, it didn't look that bad. But just but the, with the stumbling, you're like, holy shit. Like that, that's uh, pretty bad. Uh, head yeah. coach Brian Flores says Tua Tonga-Vailoa practiced today. So I guess yay. <laughs> I don't know if anybody's that excited about it. Nope. Kevin's, Kevin Stefanski says that uh, Jarvis Landry's expected to practice. He's been on the IR with the knee injury, and he's eligible to come off this week, so definitely keep an eye on that. Ooh. I think that's very good for Odell Beckham. If Had you been patient with Odell on your bench, it'll be nice to <laughs> – has it been tough for you, Rome? Yeah, it's been real tough. <laughs> because, dude, you're like the biggest Odell homer I know. I know. I know. <laughs> and I just couldn't – I just couldn't. I moved him. In almost all my leagues. Yeah. Uh, T.Y. Hilton is designated to return from IR. So I guess that's... I, I, I like that. More pass catchers out there. Eagles right tackle Lane Johnson, for personal reasons, is out tomorrow against the Buccaneers. Okay. Oh, and then officially today, Dallas Goddard is still on the COVID list. So. You said Lane Johnson, the tackle? Yeah. Oh, sweet baby Jesus. So if you have the Tampa Bay defense, that's nice. Yeah. If you have Miles Sanders, that's not nice. He's already been bad, and now he's going to be even worse. Yeah. That's all I got for news. Is there any other, anything big out there? Yeah, there's nothing big since Monday. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, you boys ready to get balls deep into some football? You goddamn right. Know it. All right, let's take a look at that Thursday night game. Got the 4-1 Buccaneers taking on the 2-3 and three Eagles. I'm excited about this game, actually. A lot of fantasy implications in this game. You play Tom Brady, you play Fournette. You know, the I had a tough time ranking the Buccaneers wide receivers because it's it, like Antonio Brown is slowly. I, to me, is he like he's technically not the number one receiver there, but like, is he? I mean, Mike Evans is still my number one for them just because he has the most touchdown upside. But uh-huh. Rome, what do you got? I mean, I've been a huge, I've been a huge backer of Antonio Brown as as kind of being the dude this year. Ever since Arians came out and said he looks like he did a couple years ago when I was in Pittsburgh with him, and right when he said that, I went, "Well, like Jesus Christ, really?" I got to, you know, I saw a tweet, might have been a tweet or on Facebook, and it's just this motherfucker was he right about everything with the whole Gruden news going on, how Juju has been. How the fucking 
organization with the Pittsburgh Steelers is Antonio Brown might not be as crazy as everybody thinks. He got a real bad rap. He got a real bad rap. Just should let them man have his fucking helmet. Everything would have been fine. (laughs) (laughs) Man. But anyways, I I actually think he's... I don't have him ranked that way this week. I don't even know why. Because I feel like they... I just feel like they're they're very hard to rank. You're right. I think... I think the other two are the more consistent, but Brown has such a high upside. The other thing too is where you drafted Brown, he's a player that you could you'd be considering, do I start him this week? Where the other two are like you start him every week. But I think Brown's becoming a you could start him every week player. Well, I feel like you start all three, it's just you never know which one's gonna be the guy. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's tough, but it's kind of a risk that you sh- kinda have to take. We all like Leonard Fournette. We don't really like Cameron Brait. Eagle side, play hurts. Miles Sanders, God, like it, it's it's so depressing what's happened there. Because like, was it like two weeks ago he only ran the ball twice, or some shit like that? It was that? something. It was something like that. Some stupid. Like how? How is that even possible? But um, I mean, you almost have to play. Sanders, because you probably took him within the first three rounds, so he's he's your RB one or two on your team. So you probably have to play him, and this is a tough matchup because you can't really you can pass on Tampa Bay, but you can't run on Tampa Bay, and then losing Lane Johnson that really does affect your team. You since you can pass on them, you can play Devonta Smith. None of us like Jalen Rager still. Was is Jalen Rager a bust? I think so. If you're going to play one of the other receivers, I'd almost, I haven't ranked higher, but I'd probably almost rather play Quez Watkins just because he can make that 60 yard touchdown. You know? I mean, so could Rager in theory, but man, Rager, Rager is a bust. He's got that first round tag. Who else was. They should have traded. I mean, it was right around when like Jefferson got picked up. And Ayuk got picked up. Now, I'm not saying that's much better because Ayuk has been a joke. But anytime you get that first round tag and they just don't pan out. Ah, yeah, he's busty, man. Mm. Yeah, it just it sucks. It affects the uh, the franchise for years to come. Yeah. And then uh, if, Goddard, if Goddard's in, we all like him. But if he's out, no. And then I guess you can play Ertz. If he's out, I like Ertz more. Yeah, absolutely. That's why I ranked him actually higher than Goddard because I wasn't sure if Goddard was going to play. Like I, they're going to pass the ball. I, I like Ertz, if, especially if he's the only tight end in, in the, in the game. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. All right. Moving on. Got the two and three Vikings taking on three and two Panthers. Kirk Cousins. I like Kirk Cousins. I do. I ranked him higher than Taylor Heineke, but I'm playing Taylor Heineke over Kirk Cousins. I just think the upside's there. Plus, Kansas City got absolutely torched by Josh Allen, so fuck it. Why not? Yeah, I mean, I get it. Yeah, you can play Kirk Cousins. Dalvin Cook, he's definitely a fantasy bust. I know, uh, Rome, you have some very strong feelings towards Dalvin Cook this year. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I mean, you know, top, top three pick in almost every league. And uh, definitely has not paid the dividends that you hope for a Dalvin Cook player. But at some point, he like you think it has to happen at some point. Yeah, it's Dalvin Cook. It has to. 
You know, it, this, this whole offense, I can't quite put my finger on it because they were so good the first couple of weeks of this season. I mean, Kirk Cousins was chucking the ball around. Delvin Cook, he only got in the end zone one time, but they were still running the shit out of the ball. And he had like a hundred, he had what, 200 yard games or something like that, just couldn't get in the end zone. And then Thielen was lighting the world on fire, and so is Jefferson. I could only imagine what this offense could be without Irv Smith if he didn't get hurt. Man. The only thing I worry about with Cook is running backs have that tendency to like just all of a sudden drop off once they kind of hit a little regression. There's not like a with most running backs. There's not like a regular regression, right? It's like they're good, they're good, they're good, and they're not. Like look at Le'Veon Bell. You know, like he was good, and then he just wasn't. Yeah. And I don't. I'm not saying that's what happened with Dalvin Cook, but it's sure concerning what's going on. I think Minnesota should just alternate weeks with him. You play this week, take a week off. Play one week, take a week off. Little little she loves me, she loves me not. I don't think they could do it, though, because Madison, like, yeah, we saw the one great game from him. And then, like, I guess last week, what, he had, what, did he have 100 yards last week? So he's, I guess they could. But he's not as consistent. Yeah, well, the problem is he's just – Wayne Cook's good. There's not a lot of running backs that are as talented as Dalvin Cook in the league who has both the ability to run between and outside the tackles – and catch the ball and be absolutely devastating in open space. I don't know. I mean, obviously you play Dalvin Cook, but, I mean, Fish, you're the only one that has him as a running back one this week. Um, it's a tough matchup against Carolina. Very good defense, which is also why uh, Justin Jefferson, we all like Justin Jefferson just because he's insane, but Rome, you're the only one that likes Thielen. I think, do you have some bias towards him just because you happen to have him in a couple leagues? Uh, no. I mean, it might might lean that way, uh, just a pussy hair. But I just feel like he's, the, the track record is there. He's been, I'm not going to jump off of him because he got targeted twice last week. I mean, the guy caught, what, four touchdowns in the first two weeks or some shit like that. Uh, he's going to be able to get back on track. The offense needs to get back on track. I don't know what's going on, but again, I think I think the pieces are there, and that's why I think Thielen he's going to be the man. He's a he's a wide receiver one for me this week. Okay, we'll see. I like that. Tyler Conklin, yeah, gross. Um, Sam Darnold, decent matchup. Been really good lately. Had a bad game last week, but I mean, he's still the quarterback nine on the year. I mean, first four weeks, absolute monster performances from him but then this last week and we philadelphia has a decent defense so you know minnesota's defense on paper should be better than they actually are but they're really not uh christian mccaffrey do you guys think he plays i hope he plays i mean i hope he does i hope he does too but i hope he's healthy in place i don't i hope they aren't rushing him back with a hamstring injury yeah i mean i ranked him one in the chance that he plays because christian mccaffrey I mean, realistically, right. I mean, Chubba Hubba, he's been pretty good in relief for him. Yeah, I ranked him three in the chance that he plays like 50% of the stat- snaps and is still the third best running back. He could, even Just if like they're trying to ease him, ease him back in. I know that's what that's kind of what the, you know, it's the silly part of it is like he yeah. could very well do that. I don't know that they're going to even ease him back in or just let him full go or if he's going to play at all. So it's kind of. Yeah, that's why. That's why I put him at twelve because I agree with you, Fish. I think they're gonna definitely. I think they're gonna ease him back into it. You don't fuck around with a hamstring. You just don't. 
So I put him at 12 to be safe. Still an RB1, but I can't see them giving him full workload. It's just crazy. He's only played two full games and like a, co- a cup of coffee in, in the third game. And he's still the running back 24 on the year. <laughs> I mean, this guy's in, uh, like, he, he's like, it, it's stupid. It's stupid how good he is. It's like video game numbers. Mm-hmm. But lo- love Christian McCaffrey if he plays. If not Chubba Hubba, you definitely play him. DJ Moore, we think he has a bounce back game this week. Can't trust Robbie Anderson. Can't trust Terrace Marshall yet. And I don't know what Tommy Tremble is. Tommy Tremble sounds like a fake name. <laughs> like like a bad 1950s, 60s, like black noir detective film. Tommy Tremble, he's like some gangster somewhere in New York. Yeah, it's Tommy Tremble, yeah. I was uh, I was thinking like a like a like a poor quality mobster movie. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Tommy Tremble. Oh god. You know it's it's funny. He was so good at Notre Dame. He was a he was you know who he was? He was like uh Juice Jacek or whatever his name is from the Niners. The guy the guy could do everything. I mean, he was one of my top rated tight ends coming out, but I didn't think he would actually be what he is right now because he's gotten a couple of touchdowns. He's really looking good. The other thing, too, is that they, they got rid of Dan Arnold, mm-hmm. who's a serviceable tight end. I think that speaks volumes for Tommy Trimble because it's like you wouldn't have got rid of somebody who you could regularly be playing and get production from right. if you didn't trust this guy. Right. Yeah, but you still can't play him at this point in time. <laughs> Moving on, 4-1 Packers take on 3-2 and two. Chicago Bears. Aaron Rodgers, his hair looks gross, but he's still playing pretty good football. Play him. You play Aaron Jones. A.J. Dillon, though, sneaky, sneaky man getting into that running back two flex category, kind of like a Tony Pollard Zeke situation. Like you can, you know, uh, Fish, you and I are playing each other in one of the 700 leagues that we play in together. But A.J., I was actually starting to get worried because A.J. Dillon's put himself a pretty good game with, uh, you know. Yeah. I'm playing him out of necessity. But it's, I'm not that worried about it as I would have been if this was like week two. And I was like, oh, shit, I have to start A.J. Dillon. Now I'm like, okay, it's not the best play, but it's not that bad. Like, I, th- I played him last week. He scored like 16 points or something. Something like that. He had a touchdown. Like, he's getting used a lot more. And he's producing. And it's taking some of the workload off Aaron Jones, who's still doing great also. Putting those fat, beautiful quads to work. I like it. Yeah. It's it's nice for Dillon, though. He's starting to turn out to something. Could you? I mean, I know you had to play him out of necessity, but I think all of us are on board with you're fine flexing him out this week if you had to, right? Absolutely. Yeah, especially because bye weeks and stuff. Like, I think I played him, I think in our league that we're playing, I have Kamara on bye. So I was like, okay, well, my other running backs are injured, and then the rest of my other options, A.J. Dillon or Carlos Hyde or something like that. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Um, you play Devontae Adams. Randall Cobb. Eh. He has the touch, like... You know, he's homeboys with Aaron Rodgers, but just – you play, to me, you know, Devontae Adams and Tyreek Hill are almost like the same player in the sense that they have the absolute ability to be the number one wide receiver on the week, but there's no other wide receiver that you've, you're fine with playing with week to week on that roster. Um, Big Bob Tunyon. Huh? Anybody? Fuck that guy. <laughs> other side of the ball, Justin Fields, No. He's also banged up right now, too, on top of that. But, uh, no. Damian Williams 
played admirably for the injured David Montgomery. Don't, uh, uh, you know, not a bad matchup. Allen Robinson, you guys like him way more than me. I like Darnell Mooney more than Allen Robinson, and I don't like Darnell Mooney either. I mean, are you guys just holding out hope that it's the Allen Robinson effect just because he does have the ability to be the 1,400 uh, yards, 14 touchdown kind of guy? Yeah. I mean, at this point, that's it's. I feel like it's going to turn around. I, I can't quite put my finger on what the fuck is going on other than my finger just ends up pointing at Matt Nagy. But again, like this guy's had Robinson for a few years now and has used him productively. So I'm, I'm very perplexed by this whole situation. So, yeah, I think at some point he gets back into everybody's good graces, including fantasy owners. I'm kind of similar. If I don't know if you've noticed, but I've dropped him like five to ten rankings each week. Like he started in my top ten, right? Now he's like I have him at thirty four this yeah. week. I think part of that's the matchup why I have him a little higher because I think that Green Bay scores are gonna have to throw the ball. But he's definitely dropping a lot. But it, like Rome said, I didn't drop him too much because at a certain point when you're down in the thirty forty range, even Allen Robinson bad should be better than some of those other players. He's not right now always, but he should be. I don't know. I, I would take a chance on – I would take a flyer instead. I, I'd play Tim Patrick over him or, you know, some of these other players that were waiver wire pickups versus Allen Robinson. I mean, week to week he's been in the 40s, and this week I got him in the 50s. I just I, – I don't even want to touch him with a stick. Can't really blame you, though. I mean, you have him ranked really where he's performing at so far. I actually ranked him higher than he's performing. He's a wide receiver 60 on the year. This is true. Well, that's near. That's nearby, yeah. though. And then uh, Cole Komet, no. Uh, moving on, got the 3-2 and two Bengals taking on the 0-5 Lions. You know, I want to take Cincinnati as my survivor pick this week because I feel like they should win against Detroit. But, man, Detroit's really – could you – two weeks in a row, last-second field goals – or maybe not two weeks in a row, but at least two losses they've had this year. Last-second field goals. I mean, they're they're scrappy. At least if they're going for the number one overall pick, they're doing it in good fashion. You know, you're <laughs> not just rolling over on your back and taking it. You know, you're just – you're trying, but we're still going to lose. Although I saw their head coach, uh, what's his tits, he cried during their press conference because he was just so <laughs> – Dan Campbell. There you go. I was going to say Crawford, but I was like, that doesn't sound right. Joe Burrow, we all like him this week. You know, Joe Mixon, we all ranked him very high. But he was kind of banged up, split time with Samaj P. Ryan. Samaj P. Nile implant has COVID herpes, so he's not going to play this week. But Captain America, Chris Evans, he looked okay, kind of. Do you? I mean, we all ranked him high. My concern, though, is, is Joe Mixon still iffy. And does Captain America take away some of that play? I mean that that's just my concern. Like we all ranked him in the in the running back one. Rome, no. No, I don't think so. I mean, Chris Evans may get touched because Perrine went and got fucking COVID. But I think I mean I think Joe Mixon's gonna have a nice little day. I know he was banged up, but they also didn't they didn't really push him last week. They really gave him so a, a lot of leniency, and he still produced. He still produced, and I just feel like he's. If he gets if he gets full time love like he should, I think Joe Mixon's gonna have a nice little day. And I don't think either of these other two guys, Trayvon yeah, Williams so or too. Evans, 
touches the rock. And I think this is a pretty decent chance for him to get into the end zone once or twice, just based off the matchup, to where even if he doesn't get his you know, close to 100-yard games that he's been getting or over 100-yard games that he's been getting, like he has pretty good potential to get some touchdowns as well this week. Yeah. Jamar Chase, he's a top-10 play. I mean, this guy, it's so funny because, you know, we were all, okay, kind of like, like what we all were saying. It wasn't so much that we knew the talent was there, you know, that he had some separation and catching issues in the preseason. Just our biggest concern was that he was a fifth-round draft pick, and we all thought that price was way too steep. But now if you draft him in the third or fourth round, it's like, man, good for you. you know? Yeah, it was, yeah, it was too cheap, right? So, I mean, we love Jamar Chase. T. Higgins, we think he has a bounce-back game. He missed some time with the shoulder injury. This is definitely a get-right game for him. Detroit's defense doesn't scare anybody. Tyler Boyd, I, I, I think Boyd's season's over, or at least fanning the flames of the hotness. Eh, I don't know. It's you know, it's, it's Jamar Chase is the wide receiver to have here. And then Boyd and Higgins, like, they kind of – it's kind of like depends upon the week who's getting the targets and who's getting the production. I think Tyler Boyd, you could play him as like a flex, maybe a third wide receiver, but it's kind of one of those low floor, high ceiling type plays. Yeah. And then uh, Uzama? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, Detroit side of the ball, Jared Goff, no. We all like DeAndre Swift. Jamal Williams, you know, RB2 flex. You know, again, Zeke, uh, Tony Pollard kind of thing. You can play Jamal Williams week to week. I mean, I have to play him out of necessity, but at the same time, I, I don't hate it. It's fine. I mean, he's he seems to be the, for lack of a better, he's the, the running back. He gets all the runs. Mm-hmm. Swift is in the passing game, which is funny because – in the past, Aaron Jones, he was the runs, and Jamal Williams was the pass-catching back. But now they're letting Jamal get all the carries. And I think it's supposed to be – I, I want to chalk it up to I think Swift, because he's had some you know injury – not injuries, but you know he's been kind of banged up and roughed up a little bit. So I think they want to get him out in space to not get hands on him all the time. And uh, that's why Jamal's getting all the rushing carries. But either way, you're playing both those guys – I like Amon Ross St. Brown. I, you know, I, he was the only receiver they drafted. Tyrell Williams still in IR. The last two weeks, he's had eight targets both games. He's had at least six catches. He's had at least 65 yards both games. Quintus Cephas, your, uh, your, your side chick, Rome, he's, uh, done for the year, more than likely. Yeah. Or at least in terms of fantasy, he's done for the season because, I mean, right. If he misses the next eight nine weeks, you're not you're not hurrying to pick him up. Come fantasy playoffs, but I I think Cephas. I'm sorry, Amon Ross St. Brown, especially in like a half full PPR, not a bad pickup, especially like in a a flex or a third wide receiver type league, and you're thin bye week. You know we got Atlanta, San Francisco. Well, it's not by this week. I had to list somewhere. But, you know, there, there's some key dudes out. So, I kind of like Amon Ross St. Brown. Fish, looks like you ranked him kind of the same. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Same reasons. Yeah. There's kind of nobody left, right? And he's been producing when he's been called upon. So, yeah, yeah. I still I still have him kind of low, like in the 40 range. 
But he, he has a high floor with a high upside, kind of, at least this week. Yeah. Yeah. Then, uh, I mean, I, there's nobody left, but but I think it's gonna they're going to rely a lot more on the running game, the pass catching out of the backfield. I could see both Swift and even Williams getting a shitload of work out of the backfield, catching the ball. And then to touch on this next guy here, Hawkinson, at some point you think, boy, there's no fucking receivers here. Maybe I should start producing the way these, the way everybody drafted me as, and maybe start being a little bit better, more productive. Because I think I think T.J. Hawkinson is a smash play this week. You know, I I get what you're saying. He is the tight end six on the year. That's purely because of the thing, the damage he did in the first two weeks. The last three weeks, he's been outside the top. I think twenty two, I believe. Maybe in the top, I don't know. It's been bad. He's been bad the last three weeks. Two catches for 10 yards, four for 42, and two for 22. Now, four for 42, I don't hate that if it wasn't TJ Hawkinson. If this was some tight end streamer that I picked up for a week, if this was a Dan Arnold or a Tommy Trenbolone or, you know, ham sandwich. But if he's getting four for 42 with touchdown upside, I don't hate that. But the problem is, Hawkinson was the second or third, fourth tight end off the board. You you invested high draft capital in this guy, and you're not getting that return. And I'm concerned because, you know, they, they've had tough matchups. And, you know, the Baltimore game, that was just a total slugfest. Only two targets. You know, Chicago, eight targets. So they, you know, but that was his better game, four for 42. Then last week against Minnesota, not a good defense. Three targets. I mean, Jared Goff went from hyper-targeting this guy where he received 11-9 and nine in the first two weeks and a touchdown both weeks to where he's an afterthought. Quinta Cephas was his boy. Khalif Raymond was his boy. DeAndre Swift was his boy. So I'm a little concerned. Is this a, is this a Jared Goff problem more so than a Hawkinson? Because he – remember people were super high on what was – I think it was uh, Gerald Everett back in when he was on the Rams – same with Higby, and none of them were getting production when Goff was the quarterback. Yeah, that's. I kind of wonder if it's. A I Goff think it problem. is a Goff thing, kind of like you see out of like, um, fuck, what was that guy? I think back when Ryan Fitzpatrick before he was targeting tight ends a lot, Kiseki? type of thing. Yeah. yeah. No, that like not this year, but well, obviously not this year, but like last year when there was a point in time where. Gusecki wasn't doing very well because he wasn't getting targets, and then Tua came in and was targeting him. Yeah, and that, and I think that that's the concern with T.J. Hawkinson. You know, I thought with having the lack of wide receivers, it would have meant big things for T.J. Hawk. You know, Hawkinson, he was like my tight end, too, after the first two weeks. I was loving Hawkinson. But now, obviously, you still have to play him. But I'm just a little concerned, a little worried. I mean, he's still a tight end one in rankings just because of, you know. like is it, Yeah. Like I said, tight end is so thin. We always talk about the wasteland that it is. He's the tight end six on the year, and he's had three absolute shit games. So, yeah, I'm I'm concerned as well. But you got to keep exactly playing. moving on. We got the four and one Rams taking on the one and four New York Football Giants. Play Stafford, Daryl Henderson, absolutely fire this guy up. Sony Michelle, meh, no. I think that since Henderson looked healthy, looked good last week, I think the Sony Michelle thing's over. Cooper Cup. Robert Woods, do you think he has a similar game? I hope he does, just because I have Woods in a lot of leagues. But <laughs> Well, I mean, I, I, the, the point being, 
selfishly, I want Woods to have a good game. But in real life football, Rams played a very good football game. Stafford spread the ball around, and they they looked really good. Do you think they kind of stick with that? Like, I mean, we all ranked Woods. I think, Go ahead. I was gonna say I think this is becoming the problem of who does the quarterback want to target that game? Because we we saw Woods can do it, we saw Cup could do it. Yeah, Deshaun Jackson gets deep field targets. It's hard to, I mean, Woods or Cup is going to be like the main focus. I think either of them could be the main focus, but once one of them is, it kind of takes away from the other. I agree with that. Yeah, but even even with all the the crazy targeting that Woods received last week, Cup still went seven for ninety two. He still had ten targets. I mean, that's still an awesome game. So I I hope this means that he'll stop just completely ignoring Robert Woods, and I think he goes, holy shit, Bobby Trees is actually a pretty good wide receiver. I can actually rely on this man. And uh, so, yeah. I can see that as yeah, well. So come on, Bobby. Come on, Bobby. Uh, Tyler Higby, you can play him. He's been looking good. Daniel Jones, I liked him if he were to play, especially getting all his receivers back. Shepard and Slayton are due back. And the emergence of Kadarius Tony, but I'm a little worried. I'm I'm not sure if he's going to play. Um, Saquon's out. Devonte Booker, you guys aren't showing him much love. I like Devonte Booker. He played really well last week, and I think he's still a definite start. I I don't know if he's going to be the. I think he was like the white the running back. Uh, I think like 14 or 13 last week. So I mean I'm, I don't know if he's going to get that. But he went 16 for 42 with a touchdown, three catches for 16 yards. Looked really good in relief for, for Saquon. I, I think you can actually play him. Um, yeah, 16 for 42 is not good. He salvaged it by a touchdown. It's the touchdown. Plus, I think he's going to get more pass gaming yeah. involvement. But I get you there. But I, I, I think it's gross still. I think he's going to get absolutely speared and butt-fucked by Donald. And not he's not gonna yeah, gain. I think this whole he ain't gonna do shit. team is gonna get Yeah. Fucking it's gonna be bad. <laughs> and then uh Kenny G likely out for this game. Shepard Slaytner do back, hopefully, just keep an eye on the practice reports. Uh we didn't rank them because we all weren't sure if they were gonna play or not. I like Darius Tony. Rome, you don't. I mean I mean he's got the ankle injury. Yeah, I watched him the last two weeks. You know what? You know what bothered me the most about him? His little pussy punch that he threw, and is going to get fined for. If you're going to do it, then do it right, son. All right, don't slap a man on the side of the helmet and then get body slammed and held down by a DB. Come I on. never understood the punching a guy in the helmet. We all play football. I would never punch a man in the helmet. That's just the dumbest shit in all Throat the land. Punch. Throat punch Lift or dick the- punch. <laughs> Grab the face it mask. The day or something. Yeah, exactly. Grab the face mask, lift it up, chin check. Simple yeah. as that. Or do what, uh, I don't want to say his name, but we had a football coach who used to put sand in our socks and in our shoulder pads. Do that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? Plus, I think I've got him that low because I just, look at the defense they're playing, man. If he's going to be the only wide receiver out there, they might shadow him with Ramsey. I doubt they do that, but. I just this defense is too good. This defense is going to get ugly. Does, who plays quarterback? Yeah, exactly. 
Yeah, I might be a bit too high on on Tony. I might lower my expectations, but I think the the uh, if Slayton and Shepard are both back, I think that helps him out a lot. If if they're gone, then yeah, he's going to be dicked, and the Rams defense are going to be the number one fantasy player. Period. Not just defense; they're going <laughs> to pick six, <laughs> return touchdowns. I mean, it's going to be a bloodbath, but could it could be bad. Yeah. Evan Engram, never. It's never Evan Engram. Oh, kind of like how you God. say it was never Daniel Jones, but then he started being kind of good. <laughs> then I liked him for one week, and he shat the beds. Never Daniel Jones either. <laughs> and like I said, I'll never call his name ever again, not even if there's a fire. <laughs> okay. And the last game we're going to talk about tonight, 2-3 and three Chiefs taking on the 2-3 and three Washington football team. This game's actually, man, KC favored minus seven. Vegas has the over under 55 and a half. So they, they think uh, points are about to be happening. Patrick Mahomes, you're playing him. I like Daryl Williams this week. I think this is a really good matchup. He's not Clyde Edwards Lair, but actually, I kind of like Daryl Williams a little more than Clyde Edwards Lair. Now, let me, let me explain. He can catch, but he also gets the goal line work. Clyde Edwards Lair doesn't get the goal line work. When even when Clyde Edwards was healthy, goal line work went to Williams. So I don't know. Hmm. Rome, you look at me like I'm crazy. No, 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 no. You're not crazy. I mean, I think he's gonna be just he's gonna be just fine this week, Daryl Williams. I might I'm kind of what I was looking at crazy was my rankings of Jarek McKinnon, because I actually think he might get a little bit more work. Then I have him slotted here. I've got him at fifty-five, but I might I might bump that up a little bit. I just, this offense is so weird. It's it's one of the weirdest offenses in the league because you've got such high power, high potent points you can get per week, but there's only like three guys on the team that you want. It doesn't make sense how they can't take those guys away. You got Tyree Kill. That's who you want. Who else do they have at wide receiver? McCole Hardman. That's not. That's not interesting to me. Travis Kells, certainly, right? We all have him right at number one. Well, uh, but again, how can you not take these guys out of the game? At least one of them. So then you can... I think it opens up Daryl Williams, and I think it opens up McKinnon. But I don't know, man. I think this is kind of related to what you're saying there. And I think that they probably should start using their running backs better in Kansas City because they are getting figured out. I don't. I know a lot of people, especially the Mahomes lovers, aren't going to want to hear it, but they're getting figured out. Good teams are beating them, and I think that if they don't start to abandon just hucking the ball the whole game, there's a chance they don't make the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they got to start kind of mixing it up a little more there because that whole – let Patrick Mahomes run around like a madman and throw it to Kelsey or Hills. It's not working as well as it used to. Although the uh, the Washington football team's defense is the Robert Tunyon of defenses, so this is true. <laughs> I'm not saying that's super concerning this week, but if if they, you know, game plan wise, getting the running game moving along a little better is probably beneficial for them. Yeah, and this is probably a good week to start doing it. Well, you know, it is funny that you talk about that, Rome. Like, how do you not stop? Like, how do you not put an extra safety over the top over, you know, Hill? Yeah. How do you not put the other safety and a linebacker on Kels? And then, you know, 
They're, and then you know, kind of like what you were saying, Fish, too. How do they not use the running backs better? You know, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, he was a pass-catching back. They didn't really use him for pass-catching. You know, if you wanted to use him as a true runner, you could have had you could have had DeAndre Swift. You could have had Jonathan Taylor. But you chose to take, you know, Clyde Edwards because you thought he would be that pass-catching, you know, little guy coming out of the backfield. But then you don't use him like that. It's stupid. Doesn't make sense. Uh-uh. Well, it's, it's weird, too, because, like, the teams that have been doing good against him have been playing, like, too deep and then like crashing on Mahomes when he scrambles and it's been working like they've still been scoring they aren't like people aren't stopping him from scoring but they're stopping him enough to stay in the game like we aren't seeing like 40 plus to 50 point performances every game anymore like we'll, and I'm talking about good teams you know not necessarily the, the Redskins here so it's more of like a season long thing where the like change in their game plan could start to be more beneficial cuz right now they're 2 and 3 the, the Saints are better than them. But, you know, Ty- Tyreek Hill's going to have four touchdowns this week. <laughs> Probably. So, other side of the ball, I actually like Taylor Heineke this week. Um, he, You know, Washington didn't have the greatest of games last week, but Josh Allen absolutely destroyed this defense. And, you know, it's just they're not they're not a good defense. Tyron Matthews mm-hmm. not not that good. I he talks a lot of shit for a guy that's not very good. Kind of like, you know what's funny? He has the right to talk a lot of shit because he has a lot of interceptions. But um, Trayvon Diggs for Dallas, he has like seven interceptions, which is amazing, or five, or whatever the fuck he has. But he also has like the highest pass catch allowed rate with like the most yards allowed rate as well in the entire league. But at least he's producing. He's not like Jamal Adams where he's basically a very, very tiny defensive end that plays safety. So Yeah, um, seriously, man. I would but here's the thing, because the honey badger's my boy. Like I've always had a th- I love me some honey badger. I wouldn't say he's bad. I would say that this defense as a whole, they're bad. Tyron Matthew is a very solid NFL football player. I just feel like the pieces they have around him. I saw another another thing on uh, Twitter where he's kind of just throwing his hands up because Sorensen, the other safety, that dude is oh, that, that dude is garbage that. truck juice. You, that's my thing. He is garbage truck juice. Uh, get him off the field. The man can't play. He's getting your defense killed. I don't know what else you got to do to stop the run. Load the box up. How could you do that when you got a guy like Sorensen who can't cover anybody? They're just in a bad place. And and as of right now, fantasy purposes, let's be really honest, guys. That's not bad for guys on Kansas City. Like If you've got Mahomes and this dude's got to chuck it because that defense is letting up a shitload of points, it's like what Director Ross used to love about Tony Romo. That dude would just score points all day long because that defense was letting up a gajillion points. You got to play catch up. And I think they're getting really close to that. In Kansas City. Yeah, yeah, you're not wrong. But yeah, anyways, like Taylor Heineke this week, you know, he he had a bad game last week, but I think he gets closer back to that quarterback that was just slinging the ball all over the field, especially because you can pass on this defense. Um, we all like Antonio Gibson, obviously. You know, J.D. McKissick, you know, flex-ish range. I was going to mention him. I, might, I have him at 38. He might be closer to like 
I'm not going to change my ranking by any means right now or anything, but he might be closer to like a 30 because if they do have to pass the ball a lot, he's going to get a lot more work than than typically he would, and I think that they're going to have to pass the ball a lot. Okay, you're not wrong. But, yeah, you know, J.D. McKissick in the, that – Maybe a safe flex. Yeah, that flex range. Scary Terry McLaurin going to be great. Uh, Curtis Samuel's out. But you're not interested in him anyways. Uh, Ricky Seal-Jones, not a you know, decent tight end streamer, especially if you um, – Kyle Pitts is on by, and I don't know. If you don't have Dawson Knox on your team, you can probably get Ricky Seals-Jones, and I think he'll be good. Yeah, that that's really about it. So you're just playing Scary Terry, Gibson, Heineke, J.D. McKissick. But there should be, hey, given the, the point total by Vegas, there's going to be a lot of points scored in this game, so going to be a lot of fantasy implications out there. And then uh, we got a little bit of time. I have one listener question for you guys. Full point PPR. Who do you flex? Jamar Chase or Daryl Henderson? Chase. Chase. That's a, See, you know, my gut said Chase. But I don't know, man. Daryl Henderson, I like the guaranteed touches from a running back. Although full PPR, you got to go mm-hmm. Chase. I mean, stay in yeah. that hotness, the hot flames that is Jamar Chase. That's the main thing that made me say Chase so quickly yeah, me there. Too. <laughs> and Chase scores is scoring a touchdown every game, really. Well, it's funny. Even the one game that Chase didn't score a touchdown in, he still had 77 yards and six catches. I mean, if that's a full PPR, it's not a bad game. You're still not uh-uh. angry about exactly. that. Exactly. Cool. I think that'll wrap it up for us tonight, guys. Uh, check us out next episode. We're going to break down your AFC matchups for week, was it six? Yeah, week six. Um, again, thank you so much for the love and support. Get us on the socials at Filthy F Ball Show on Twitter, at Filthy Fantasy Football Show on Instagram. Send in your emails to Filthy Fantasy Football Show at gmail.com. And again, thank you. Go Dodgers. King Josh, Josh the King. Big Rome. Fancy Fish. Have a good one, y'all. <laughs>